Good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody. This is Pastor Jay with Anointed Radio, and we're going to get started in normal fashion with a scripture and a prayer. The scripture coming out today is Proverbs 15 and 1. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Everything that comes confrontational to you doesn't deserve your answer. Sometimes you just got to be quiet. And sometimes you have to let God lead you. What does God lead you mean? It means you got to pray on what you're going to say next because everything doesn't need to match. Anger doesn't need to be matched with more anger because you, you're not going to get a result that you want. So in the gentle answers, gentle answers make a way. Gentle answers mend relationship. Gentle answers, when those confrontational, uncomfortable situations happen, those will turn the tide because everything returns back to love. And we have to remember, love thy neighbor as you love thyself. Amen. Yeah, Father God, we just thank you, God. God, we thank you. We glorify you. We give you all the glory and all the praise. God, we ask you tonight that, you, that we, this show will be in, in, your, in, in your approval, God where we could be able to speak some things to, into people's life, where deliverance is coming, healing is coming, understanding new revelations, God. God, let a seed be planted of all the people under the sound of my voice, God, that something could be said today so that they can say, what can I do to be saved? What can I do to have a closer relationship with you? God, enlarge the territory of anointed radio. Let us be able to touch the untouchable, reach the unreachable, teach the unteachable, and soften the hearts of the, the coldest heart that they could be able to have some type of change be brought from this interview today, God. God, we, we just thank you. We glorify you. God, touch on everybody under the sound of my voice from the top of their head to the sole of their feet to be able to bring a change, bring a deliverance, bring some type of financial gain, to bring some healing, to bring a forgiving heart to whatever that is their stumbling block. God, take it away. And we say that all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 This is Pastor Jay. And like always, I got something to say. And what I got to say is this. You can follow me at Anointed Jaylon on all social media platforms. Um, at Anointed Jaylon on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me at um, Jay Calhoun on Facebook. And you could be able to follow me on Clubhouse at Jay Calhoun. So real simple, J-A-Y. C-A-L-H-O-U-N, Calhoun. Amen. Um, you can go see all three of my singles, Wake Up Blessed, Renew My Praise, and Jesus, You Make Me Happy on all digital platforms. And look coming out soon is Renew My Praise music video where it's going, I had to add a visual because that song did so well in 2020. I had to add a visual to Renew My Praise. So definitely look out in the coming weeks for Renew My Praise. And make sure you go check out my boy, uh, Chris Johnson, where you could be able to follow him at Sing Chris J on all social media platforms, singchrisj.com, where he you could get his song uh, Three Kings, um, Chasing After You, all those songs that's out there, all is apparel, and he's doing graphic design. If you have a logo, if you need any type of design, you can get Chris Johnson's um, services. Just reach him out at Sing Chris J on all social media platforms, and you could be able to check out Chiquita Andrews, um, Train to be broken, but is unbroken. I'm probably chopping up the name of the book, but if you go follow Chiquita Andrews, you could be able to see her book. Amen. Amen, somebody. So that is from the people in absence, and that is your deacon announcements. We'll go ahead to the love child. 
Well, all right, all right. Hey, everybody here in Las Vegas and all the listening audience. Look, this is Dr. Marvinetta Clay, as he said, the love child. Yeah, that's me. Um, <laughs> um, right now, you know, it's, it's a blessing to be on, even though I'm not feeling my 100 yet. Yeah, I, I had to go get tested and they say I tested positive. So guess what? This young lady here is taking it easy and getting herself together. But look, follow me on all the social media media um, sites under Dr. Marvinetta Clay, Marvinetta Clay, Clay M. Anything that says Marvinetta, most likely it's me. I don't think there's too many more out there that, that has that handle, but, you know, it's still me. And I still my website is up there, DrMarvinettaClay.com. That's where you will find my new single, God is So Good. And um, it's really blessing a lot of people, and I'm thankful that it is, as well as I just got a little wind today that the new song, Fly Away, is going to be coming out very soon. So I'm excited about what God is doing. You know, God is, it's just all God. That's all I'm going to say. So look, follow, 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 like, 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 share, 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 and purchase. Don't just look at it. Purchase. All right? Love y'all. And what's going on, everybody? It is your boy, DW. Um, you can catch me every Monday at 7 p.m. on my own show, um, The uh, DW Experience on Anointed Radio Network. So I'm just excited. As always, Pastor Jay, I say thank you for this opportunity and this platform just to be a part and share of God's goodness. You can follow me on all social media platforms at the DW Experience on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter at the DW Experience One. And I have just released my latest TikTok videos. I think they are funny. While everybody's promoting their singles, I got some new TikTok videos. <laughs> No, but go and check them out. And lastly, listen, y'all, stay safe, mask up, and wash your hands. I just feel led to share that. I'm excited for tonight. This is going to be good. And we have Mr. Ja'Cory. Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell everybody where they can follow you. Uh-oh, I am Ja'Cory Prothrow. You can actually follow me on my website, which is ja'CoryProthrow.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter and all of that other little stuff at Ja'Cory Prothrow. Find me. I have a new single out called My Destiny. It's available on all digital platforms. Check me out. Put that name in and see what you can find. And then, you know what, come on and, and spend that 99 cent. I come need your 99 cent. 99. <laughs> come on, 99. Yeah. You spend 99 on a whole lot of stuff. You could spend it on some music. Hallelujah. It'll bless you. It'll bless uh, you. So one thing I, I would want to say, everybody, make sure you share, like, and if you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the video um, and download the Anointed Radio app for 24-hour gospel music, Las Vegas' number one gospel station. So Amen. with those plugs, and I got to pay the bills with those, all right, we're going to go ahead and go into a topic right before we go into the music break. And I just want to go around the room. There's a lot of great Christians and, and powerful women and men of God in this room right now. And I sound like I'm on Clubhouse, but it was deviated from Clubhouse. So I just had to say this. Um, what would unite the body of Christ? Mm -hmm. um, and not saying I, I've, I actually listened today on Clubhouse, um, a room that talked about why they can't unite. What's the solution of how the body of Christ could come together and I, I like I want to just add the question out there, maybe get some brains going, because it's not just 
our problem. It's not just your problem. It's everyone that professes because we represent God. And if the non-believers are looking at this is the standard of what we're doing, if we're so quick to call somebody a false prophet, are we so quick to judge somebody? Are we so quick to, to tear somebody down? What is the standard of being able to say, you know what? We need to fix relationships. We need to be able to uplift each other. We need to be able to get back to the bases and start pointing people back to Jesus and not to people or cliques. Mm. One more time. We need to point people back to Jesus, not to people or to certain cliques. So just putting out the room, I just want to kind of touch a little bit before we go into the music break. But what do you guys think? Who's going to go first? Let me just say. You oh yeah, me. come on, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> ladies first, ladies first. <laughs> well, I I say that the reason why the body of crisis is so divided in so many ways is because they forgot who they were. They just totally forgot who they are, and and when you realized who you are and who God has truly made you to be. And what you are representing, it will make a big difference. But the people have forgotten who they really are. And who they are is a replica of God, period, point blank. And so if you don't have love, you don't have God, period, point blank. And so even in the church, if they ain't got love, some people is all about self-gain. And God is not about self-gain. God is about us coming together, loving on one another because you, 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 and you, you're my brother. You all are my brothers. And we all have the same DNA because we connected to God. Now, if, if just because we have our mother and father, that's a different separate, separate situation. But who we are connected to is really connected to God. And when we can get back to the basis of knowing who we are and whose we are and who we really belong to, then that division will stop. So no love, no God. That's my, that's my answer. Come on. I like that. I would like to say that I think if we were to tear down division when it comes to Koji, Baptist, Methodist, all that is a it's a you could even take the name off the church for me, because mm-hmm. the thing is, at the end of the day, it's one church mm-hmm. with all these different locations. But it, just take the names off the church and then these titles. Just just let your work speak for you. You don't need you the go. title. You don't have to call me Samish. You don't have to call me pastor. Just what you do, let it speak for it. Because I was in the bank the other day and this man wanted profit. Uh, this woman wanted profitus on her debit card. I said, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, oh, for oh, real? my God. Wow. My thing is just call me after you see the works that God has me to do. Just say what that is and let's keep it moving. I don't need to, you know, titleize it. I don't need it in front of my name. I don't need it hyphenated. Amen. Amen. Um, I, I will say I'm going to be a little different because I'm Daryl. Um, but you think about recently, they talk about the vaccination. And one of the things that has been the, the word used a lot is um, herd immunity, meaning that everybody is not going to be immunized. But the goal is to have a majority of the people immunized so that we can get back to normalcy. So when you say, what is it going to take for the body of Christ to be united? Um, my answer is, I don't know if the whole 100% of the body will be united. Mm. Jesus already told us that the poor you will have with us always. So 
there's going to be a time where there is going to be that selfish person who wants the the prophetess on their their name and there's going to be a time where you have the the bishop who's there for not for ministering to people but to raise money to pay his rent um, but i think the goal is to strive to recognize that we are not perfect and that for all have sinned and come short of the glory of god i think the the issue with becoming united is that we're we're so quick to point out everybody else's imperfection and and we're not quick to point out our own imperfection so on the days when you we're perfect speak, yeah. You know, on the days when we're perfect, we want to point out this person that backbites and this person that lies and what they said in Clubhouse. But on the days where where it's not, it doesn't make it to social media and it doesn't make it to a platform where you don't get exposed like other people. Then you get quiet because now everything that you said, you know, is coming back to you. So I don't think it's a matter of us. Well, it's a matter of us being united, but a matter of us being united in the fact that um, our best is as filthy rags. Right. Like, you know, there's nothing that we can do to earn salvation or earn our right into heaven. So it, it's a matter of how do we unite? I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. You're going to have days where where you don't reach reach the mark. And I'm going to have days where, where I don't reach the mark. But if we, you know, sit around trying to poke each other's eyes out, then we're all blind and we we, we need to go to the optometrist. That's my answer. Amen, Chris. <laughs> Chris is like, what are we talking about? Man, I have no clue what we're talking about. <laughs> I just got here. We're going to reset the room. You know, PTR, PTR. We're going to reset the room. And uh, we're going to tell you. Um, so we're talking about how can the body of Christ unite? Oh. Okay. What is the solution? What, what do you think? You said, oh, okay. Come back to me on that one. Okay. Because so <laughs> one thing I, 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 I'm, and it wasn't even about the Christians that were speaking in the room. I was in a room and just to bring everybody back up to speed, I was in a room listening to non-believers. See, non-believers tell us where we are. Non-believers tell us what they see from the outside, not with the sugar code and the glamour and all that. They're going to say how they really feel about it. And the thing that I saw as a common denominator, my mama and daddy was a preacher. Mm. I was in the church and I left the church because I was I didn't like how they were operating. I didn't like how they were acting. I didn't like this and that. So I became a Scientologist. I became an atheist. I became a Gnostic. I became all these things because God, I didn't have my experience with God that everybody was talking about. Nobody explained to me who God was. Nobody explained to me how um, how to pray, how to do these. So it's like, I feel like a lot of people that's being turned away from church, which mm -hmm. I remember that scripture as a kid that's saying that if, if you have somebody turn away from God, that their blood is on your hands on top of the, already the sin that you have. I always didn't play with that because when you're evangelizing, when you're speaking and witnessing to somebody, if they go away from God and church because of you, that's really, that's really scary, you know, because that's on you. That's not on them because you're supposed to be representing God to the, of how he's supposed to be pointing people back to Jesus, not pointing people back to you. So I really wanted to just, you know, talk about that because I'm not going to lie. It disturbed my spirit. You know, I, 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 I felt hurt, you know, I, because seeing so many people and they speaking out of hurt and because they're in hurt places they were confused 
Mm. A lot of confusion. It was a lot of, I don't know. Uh, I, I just don't understand. And it shows that a lot of people, and I don't, I'm not to say this to offend, didn't have a relationship with God. They had a relationship with people. Mm. And those people fall short in their life. Mama, daddy, grandma, auntie, whoever it was, pastor, bishop, evangelist, those people that they looked up to into the church. Because I'm a person coming from a standpoint where my family didn't go to church. I came to church on my own. So I didn't have to look at, you know, oh, I, I always saw my mama go to church and then she come home and act different. I, my mama just didn't go to church. My dad didn't go to church. But there's a lot of hurt people, especially PKs and, and people that grew up in church and had deaconess and ushers and, and all these people that held seats in there that they looked at that. And they said, because I have the knowledge and I have Google that I'm going to research things, but then get confused and not know where the pretense is. So let me go into the pastoral world in that sense. A lot of people don't know the background of the Bible, but they want to dissect the Bible without knowing the background of the Bible and knowing where they come from. A lot of people don't even know that Egypt is in Africa. And yeah. it's like when you hear the common thing, which I heard today, that you know that uh, the this is a white man's, uh, what is it called? Uh, oppression religion, which hurts my heart, because if you really look at it, um, there was slavery in Africa. Let's be real. We're, we're, if we all didn't come from kings and queens in, in Africa. We well, came what, angel was Paula call, what angel was Paula calling on when she was calling on the African angels? Were they... <laughs> I don't know. But the thing is, I'm, I'm just saying, it's just like as a whole, there's so many people with so many things instead of the, the two important commandments. That is love thy God with all thy heart, mind and soul. Mm -hmm. And the second one is what? Love thy neighbor, love thy neighbor. as I love thyself. Mm -hmm. Oh, 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 but pastor right there. Love we don't even, as you I love yourself. I ain't heard that in a long time. Yeah. Well, that's what I said in the beginning. I said, if you yeah. have no love, you don't have God. But well, John, it. Says it, John said it perfectly. John said, "If you how how can you love a God you can't see, but you can't love the brother and sisters you do see?" Exactly. But as you love yourself, you got a lot of people with low self-esteem. They don't love themselves. We got statistics of suicide at an all-time high. How can I expect you to love your neighbor when you don't even love yourself? Exactly. Because we're wearing false faces and no one's speaking the truth. Oh, and, and I was going there. I'm glad there you said you that. Because we, we keep thinking that come as you are is talking about some clothes. No, but everybody coming in in how they want to be in any type of way that they represent themselves and still faking who they are. And then we sing in songs that I come through many trials and I've mm -hmm. come through the storm, but we can't testify about that storm. That's why nobody's overcoming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Come on. We, we're not talking about it at talking all. About deliverance. Let's, uh, no. let's, talk, let's talk about that part. We talk about prosperity. We talk about love. We talk, and, and I hardly hear about forgiveness, but that's a, whole different, that's a whole different topic. But the main thing that we never talk about is deliverance and how deliverance has a process. Because deliverance isn't just, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I came to the front to the altar. I lift my hands. They put some oil on my head. And, know, bye, 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 bye. and then it, I, I'm good. No, it's a process where you're going to fall and you're going to get back up. But you need that support system. Like any, let's take, if you take the religion out of it, if you go to any support group, support group, 
And they have people around them to hold them accountable, but to still love on them. And I honestly believe is that we've gone so far away from the whole part of uh, accountability where you can't tell me nothing because as soon as I tell you something, you want to deflect and tell me about myself. But you never should you should never turn down where you get some type of wisdom, especially if God is bringing confirmation, because you never know who God might use. If can, God can use anybody. Hmm. A lot of times we turn down because they ain't got no title. It could be a homeless person that come up to you and say, you moving too fast. You, you're not appreciating who, what, what you got. And you you got the, you heard what this homeless person said. We got the nerve, you know, it touch a heartstring because it was true. See, if it wasn't true, you wouldn't have received it. But we receive things that we know is true in our own personal lives. So we got to get to a point of understanding that we got to go back to the truth. We got to understand we got to go back to love. And we have to really say how we are. I'm tired of these catechisms. I'm blessed and highly favored. When you're going through hell at home, you're about to go through a divorce. You're about to lose your house. You're about to, you got sickness all up in your body, but you still saying you're blessed and highly favored and you ain't talking about your adulterer, sinnerful heart, that all the stuff you're dealing on the inside and you ain't even talking about it to get help. It's the first thing it's to get help is to admit that you have an issue. But I think they even need to teach on love because a lot of these homes don't have love in them. The pastor's <laughs> home. You talk to the kids, they never, they don't really know what love is. We go, oh we're God. very watchful and we will duplicate what we see, but we don't actually have the knowledge of what love is. What do I do when I love someone? Mm. We got the sexual love down if we just going to speak the truth. That, that uh, ain't no and that's love. That's love. That's not just sexual love. We just that's what they, what they think that's love what they is. Think. Exactly. But they need to go through these different levels of love and actually speak on them and sit yeah. your sermon down and teach the folks how to love each other in the church. Yeah. And because right. and and, and, one thing I can say coming from a, a background that's not very churchy is that one thing that always threw me off is don't give me theatrics. Give me tools. I don't want theatrics. I don't. I, I want tools because when I leave those theatrics, you feeling good, you shouted all that. But what did you walk away with? You know, one thing that was powerful, my grandmother would always say, and I used to not want to go to church because she would always test me, is that what did you learn when you left? <laughs> right. What did a lot of because I could tell you there's a lot of people going to church and you ask them that question. They still like those you, how they used to do as a kid. Like, uh, well, I know they shouted 17 times. I know the pastor hooped and he looked like he was about to have an asthma attack. And um, I, I know that 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 one usher didn't let me sit by my friend. So I, I don't kind of like her right now. You know, those are the things as a kid we used to say. And I can still tell you to this day, there's a lot of people that still will say that same answer because they did not get the message. They just saw their surroundings and they they rolled with the emotion in the room instead of learning some tools that they could take away. So that when they have nobody to call on, because I've been there, I'm speaking to self where I called everybody for a prayer and all these things and nobody answered the phone. And oh, that God. showed me that I had to trust in God in that moment and not trust into no vices. And we all know what vices are. You know, people deal with uh, emotions, people deal with sex, people deal with um, smoking, drinking, whatever you want to fill that void with. We go to our vices because we feel like if I can't talk to nobody, well, let me suppress it. And then when we finally get somebody to touch that nerve that 
of all the things we suppress and we flash and then we people think we're crazy. And that's the part where we need to start dealing with our own personal things, because you can't be effective in the kingdom if you can't even be effective in your own household. Uh oh. Okay. Are we starting the interview now? We're we gonna take a break? right because this is good. because I got questions. I got. Comments. I'm sorry, I had this pent up. I had it pent up since this morning, and yeah, it was it me. Yeah. I, I had to because because I've heard so many hurt souls of that was people talking about I walked away from Christ and preachers weren't saying the right things. They was preaching to them. You don't need to preach in that moment. We need to be human humanitarians and be like, I remember being in the moment where I had to always get drunk so I could tell you I, I remember when I had to smoke some weed so I could forget about all the past drama. I remember when I was so angry, I couldn't really control my mouth. So I cussed every second. Those are the things that people want to relate and say, how did you get out of it and help me? That's you what people are saying. Good. That's good. People are really saying, help me. And people are throwing scriptures when it's like, if I don't get the concept of this scripture that you're throwing with your theologian words that you went to school to get, then why we keep not understanding that some people want you to make it to, to, to Barney style? I, I feel like it's like this. If I make, uh, let's see, most people love peach cobbler, right? So if I come to you and I make the, I tell you, I made this amazing peach cobbler. It was delicious. It was the best peach cobbler I have ever had. It had all of these ingredients in and it just smelled amazing. And the presentation and it looked, and you're looking at me like, wow, can I try that peach cobbler? And I'm like, hey, ain't no more peach cobbler. But it was amazing. It was, mm -hmm. it was so good. It was so good. I kind of feel like that's how we kind of, do in church or, or treat Jesus, you know, because, you know, there's, there's, there's the word and application of the word, but there is an experience that you can have with the Holy, Holy Spirit, if you've had it, that is unexplainable and like no other. And so we go around saying, well, I had this experience and this was amazing. And then somebody goes, well, well, can I experience? It? And we're like, well, you, you got to go find it somewhere else. I don't know what to tell you. I kind of feel like that's like the the, the missing link. It's like, where, where, oh, just pray about it. You going through, I'll just read this scripture or, um, or the famous line, I'm praying for you. You know, everybody, you know, a lot of, <laughs> which, which is, which is wonderful. But I can say on my end, I'm very grateful. And if you can go back past interviews, I'm very transparent about my past and where I've come from. Um, and I have people in my life that, that will call me if they sense something's wrong and that I can call call on you know going through tragedy and that's why i'm asking about the interview because i, I want to ask corey about i was looking at some some footage and stuff and i know that you've experienced tragedy in, in your life and and i'm one you know just kind of how you can speak to that on a personal level um what was your experience with the tragedy if you want to talk about it yes but also what was your experience like with other church people going through what you went through so before you answer that Hey, right. <laughs> I don't know if they know we used to go to church together. Yeah, when I was 17 when I started going to GSP, and he was my worship leader for years. So yeah, wow. we go back. Yeah. Me? Well, at the time I think it was oh, but you were one of the other worship leaders at the church at the time. And he didn't he didn't pass me up. He had CDs out before I did. <laughs> He grew out his hair. He got dreads. He got that. Uh, he got that music director dreads now. So you know, 
come out with a fire, fire CD. He's part of the, the Chicago gospel music scene, so you can't tell him nothing. You know, those right. Chicago days. Exactly. Gotcha. Dancing in Chicago. Shout out. So, so I, have to, I have to say this before going to interview. Um, I want everybody to first know what we're just going to play. We're going to play his new single at the end. Um, but I just want everybody just kind of as we table this to just know Let's start asking these questions of how we can help instead of complaining. Because I hear a lot of complaining, but I don't hear no solutions. So let's be people of orient, being in decency and order, like, you know, how God wants us to be and um, make solutions. So going into it, I'm going to have to give Corey a Pastor J famous icebreaker question. If you had to live in any state, what state would you live in? Yeah, you're talking to me. Yep, show me. Iceberg question. I honestly don't know. Right now, with with what's going on, I don't know. I know it ain't California. (laughs) Agreed. I can't. Never. 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 Huh? You're in Northern California. California. It's amazing up there. All the food. All the. Culture, no. hmm, yeah, that's what it looks like from the commercials, huh? Man, right? <laughs> California, <laughs> don't come here, sir. Oh, so he's telling the truth. He 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 he's not falsifying it. He's telling the truth. I mean, we got a pretty bridge, but the water ain't blue. Ain't ain't, ain't never been blue. I've never seen it blue never in my whole life. Ever. In my come visit. Life. Don't come to stay. <laughs> <laughs> don't get off at the wrong Bart station. Just keep going. If you don't, if it looks scary, it is. And the Hawkins is gone. That, that, right. That part. <laughs> you were literally just... reading my mind. I don't like the Hawkins. Like the church, restaurant. The church here. Place. Church here is really a different. It's not a very churchy state. I mean, and I look at the, uh, the state of California. They're going to keep voting until they get what they want. Mm-hmm. Pass. So, I mean, you know, don't come here. Mm. Praise the Lord, everybody, though. Amen. So one thing I would like to say is um, I'm proud. To be able to say Jacory is from my hometown. Yep. Amen. Rich what? Richmond. All right. The city so, of pride and purpose. Hey. All right. Iron Triangle. It goes from the south to the north to central. You don't never go there. Just don't go there. Anyway, so <laughs> with that being said, we want, I kind of told everybody where you're from, but introducing to some and reintroducing to others. Where is your hometown and where do you reside now? Me? Yes, sir. Interview oh, time. So I'm Jacory Prothor, and I'm right here, and I'm actually in Hercules, California. But, you know, Oakland, San Francisco, that's all right around the corner. Uh-huh. All right. So the first thing I want to ask you is this. Wait, go so, back to DW's question. What do you say? Go back to DW's question. Oh, okay. I was trying to I just, I just remember to say, hey, because, you know, I ain't seen Jacory in like a long time. Right. right. Okay. Table. We'll, my we'll go past the day. We'll get back to my question. I was going after right after this, so we get all the formalities out. So, what was your very first ministry in the church? Woo! It was singing for me. Um, God gave me the gift of song at like age three, so I've been hollering a long time. To where my family was, my family was in church, but my mother was church hurt, so they stopped going to church. But the zeal from my singing was a magnetic force to where I would walk to church. I would take my brothers to church. I was I actually grew up apostolic, but it was a Baptist church down the street, so my home church didn't even know I could sing. 
but the Baptist church down the street saw the gift in me and I was leading songs at three and four. Amen. DW. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. So if we're going that direction, you know, I got lots of questions, so hopefully we'll be here a little extra longer. So while we're talking about music and just ministry, just learning about you, you were a servant in music before singing in music. Am I, am I saying that correctly? Like you were helping your mom out when artists would come, come into town. Like, so tell us about that servanthood that, what you do, that ministry. So basically growing up, as I said, I've always been glued to Bobby Jones. Um, I kind of got called out to where, you know, people would send, I didn't really know a full song in church, but they would send little notes up back in the day church. So um, one of the women saw in me that, you know, I had a little something, which it was not perfected to what it is today, Lord. I was in all different keys, but she was just like, they were having artist retreats. So my mother, we got some uh, funds together and took me out and it was like an amazing experience. Um, I, for years, I worked at McDonald's as a kid. So I was spending my McDonald's fund buying Shirley Caesar, Vicky Winans, all these CDs, never thinking that, hey, I was gonna be able to rub shoulders with them. But in doing the artist retreats, I worked with Dr. Jones for probably about six to eight years and rubbing shoulders with all of these people, it established relationship. Back then, and I thought, you know, after a while, I thought I had a little piece of voice that was gonna do something, but it was just like, it wasn't time. That's all they kept telling me, it's not time. So it was just like, okay, I got this gift, but it was not, it, it was being shaped. It was being molded. And I was just, you know, taking people waters and taking, watching their kids, Kim Burrell's ki uh, her son. And I was just actually being a servant is what, which is really what Christians ought to do. And it, it actually has started to pay off as the years have, you know, trailed. It seems like a lot of people don't want to serve. Can we, can we like go down that direction? Because a lot of people want to be in the limelight. They want to be the singer. They want to get, you know, in the industry to say, put me on, put me on, you know, the sing background or to be the featured artist or to get paid to sing. Um, but a lot of people don't want to pay dues. Why do you think that is? I think because of what we see in today's world, it looks like you, everybody thinks they can do it by themselves. You know, it's like, oh, we got Instagram, we got Facebook. I could do it myself. No, at the end of the day, if you could if if you could do it by yourself, what would be the need of everybody else on earth? You could be here by yourself. Mm -hmm. My thing is it takes so much. And what I've seen, because I mean, when I was behind the scenes, I could tell that Vicky Winans had just sung and sweat streaming down her face, but somebody would come up and she would just swipe the sweat and take a picture. In today's world, you know, we're lacking so much when it comes to the Christian community and customer service. We don't know how to treat our neighbor. We don't know how to treat our fan base. We don't know. We don't even know how to treat the pastor. Honestly, all we do, we, you know, we give him a little love offering and that's it. We don't call. We ain't nobody called the pastor while we've been in a pandemic and said, how you doing? Right. So I think, you know, when we teach on that love, we also need to teach on customer service. That's just not something that Lucky's and Bank of America should teach on. The church needs to as well. Amen. Dr. Clay, you have something? <laughs> uh -uh, she got something. I feel it. She <laughs> had something, but I think she's trying to breathe. I think, I think your thing is muted, though, Doctor Clay. Cough it up. You check your mood. We want to know you. We can hear you. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you now. Oh, hallelujah! Bless the name of Jesus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
No, you know what? It, yeah, and I love what you said about that because servanthood is what we are to do anyways. It don't matter what position you're in. It don't matter what pastor you are, what evangelist, what prophet, prophetess. The main thing is we are supposed to serve. That, that's just it. And so I believe a lot of people have forgotten about that because our main thing is to give and it's to help, and it's to help bring people to the knowledge of Christ. That's what it's supposed to be. It's, it's not about all this, you know, I, I tell somebody today, for me, as a associate pastor, and as a person that has accomplished the things that I have accomplished with God's help, and that's for real, for real, I don't mind being transparent and let you know how I got where I'm at. Mm. and how I trust God to take me even further because it has not been pretty. You might think it looks pretty. You might think the anointing that God has on my life didn't come with a price or it came with a price, you know? So, um, yeah. And some of the things that I went through, I don't know if you were, might, you might make it through what I went through. You know what I'm saying? So I don't have a problem in showing you, telling you, talking to you, helping you, you know, but everybody's not me. You know what I'm saying? So we need more people that will be transparent and be in that servanthood because that's what it's all about. It ain't about all of this. You know, I've been around all the greats of the greats, the bishops, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and all these folks had big, beautiful homes. And what did I go to? To a big, beautiful home, but it wasn't mine. So, you know, I've seen all of that. But at the end of the day, what is going on with the people? People are being lost. And so we got to get back to the part of the servanthood because that's what we are here to do. We're here to serve the people, serve the word, unadulterated word of God to the people, not all this other crazy stuff that's going on. So, you know, I'm just me. Just yeah. Me. Chris. <laughs> what, what, what that means? Come on, Chris. Nothing to say. Dr. You know what funny the funny thing is that Chris is on here and actually Chris has kind of seen some of my journey with because uh, I think I was going to the shows back then and doing yeah. a, I mean Chris has been there the whole time. Yep. Because I think when Chris was coming on to the church, I wasn't even a worship leader. Well, I was a worship leader inside, but it just hadn't come out. I'll put it that way. Yeah. At that time, no, yeah, you were one of the worship leaders and you didn't take over that position until maybe like a few years later. Yeah, I was forced. Hallelujah, but God is good. <laughs> I think we all were forced, but, but we're not going to talk about that. We'll talk about yeah. that later. I, I want to say, you know, I grew up in church and there was a period where, where I left church. Like I moved to Vegas with no intention of singing or doing anything cre creative related. My, my mom had passed. Um, I was at the bottom of church hurt. And I talk very openly about my drug use and, and just being wild and out there. And I really didn't care. And somehow, you know, through through a whole events and, and really it was God, I'm back in church. So my outlook and my, my want to do things, like for me, I look at praise and worship, like you don't have to force me. And I, I really believe with creatives that um, you should celebrate your gifts and you should really dive into what God has called you to do because we only get one life at the end of the day. And if you keep waiting and, you know, I'm shy and I don't know, no, you got to throw all that out the window. But but what I want to want to ask you, Corey, is that I, I'm I'm new. I'm a new fan and, and new to your music um, since since last year, actually through through Ashton. Um, oh, my and, God. 
And so I think you're amazing. But as someone who's experienced tragedy, I think we've all experienced tragedy. I was listening to your interview with Kimberell, your mentor. I want to talk about that. I'm interested in that. Um, but she, she talked about your, your experience with losing your brother. And, and so, you know, I'm, I, I, you don't have to go into it if you don't want to. But just Oh, no, I, I have no problem with it. Um, yeah, but you just know, go explain. You just talk, you know, going through that tragedy and, and what was your experience like with church people? Has it changed your outlook? Like, how are you on the other side of it? Oh, Jesus, <laughs> that comment just took me. But um, yes, my family, I say, I like to say was selected by God for a tragedy. Um, my brother was murdered four years ago at the store around the corner that my grandmother used to give me a note saying, give me a pack of Salem 100s and a snicker. You're so um, <laughs> back in the day, you took me out with that one. Not <laughs> Oh boy, Jesus! So, I mean, this was what I what I, I say it that way because it was common ground. Mm -hmm. uh, I, we got the call. My mother's just like, I just heard your brother was shot. This was in the morning. He was getting ready to go fishing with my brother and his father. Um, and you know, you see people getting murdered. You hear about it, but until it actually hits you close enough, immediate. I'm not talking about outside the region. When it hits your family close enough, it's something that. Uh, it's like, honey, you can get stuck to where you don't even want to get up. You don't want to move. You don't want to talk. You, uh, you, your heart goes into a black, black stone. And, mm -hmm. um, it, it was really hard because it was a test for me of my faith because I'm, I'm the, I don't want to say the special one, but I have a, a, a gift from God when it comes to zeal within my family. So it was just like, I had to go on and do everything my mother taught me, plan the funeral bring the people together. And this was on na national television. Mm. So this was, you know, my last name. If, if you Google my last name, it comes up. My mm. brother comes up, you know, and it's not something that we asked for, but the display that I think we put forth, it was there to help other people that have gone through it and that will go through it. Um, the news I was on the news a couple of times. And they were just like, you sing. So they gave me the mic and it actually helped me to produce a uh, movement called the liquid love uh, movement, which is basically pushing past the sting of death. And that's dealing with murder. But we have all kind of roadblocks that come and deter us from, you know, doing what we're supposed to, to where we start to get stuck. So um, we're still battling with it. Um, I'm just thankful that God placed something special down in me to where I don't let things bother me. Mm -hmm. If they do bother me, it's only before a moment. He gave me a joy down in the inside to where it's just like, you know, it's like a scratch and sniff, scratch it and keep on going. Now, now let me ask you this with that. Um, I've experienced it where you, you, you lose a loved one and everybody's like, you know, if you need anything, you just call me. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be there for you. Don't you worry about it. I got you. Mm. you I, I'm right. I got you. You know, and, and then at the end of it, it's like you're kind of stuck by yourself to pick up the pieces of, of your heart and soul. And there you are with the, this amazing prayer life or you either turn your back on God. So what was did you experience that and how did you handle it? Let me say, you know, my mother, my mother's always very upset with me because even when my grandmother died, my grandmother died. I was on on the platform leading worship. My brother died. I was on the platform leading worship. It's like that's what God gave me to do. And people don't realize that's the gift that helps me to keep 
keep going. But, you know, one funny thing about church people is we talk a real fake game. A lot of us, we got a script. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if anybody bought the book. Is there a church script book? Mm-mm. Because <laughs> we put we put on this false face and this false script. You know, all of these people, you know, they'll shine across your gift while you're on the platform. But once you sure. hit tragedy, you hit trouble, you you something comes out the closet that they don't agree with. Then then, you know, it ain't no call. It's a no show. Yeah. They party for the party. The love is gone. Yep. So true. Ain't no love. Because my thing is, you know, we had a church full of people at the service. They was here and they was around for a week. Mm. I ain't got a call. They don't care no more. I mean, because the sting of death never, it never disappears. I don't care what kind of death it is. And, you know, I try to tell people, it's a little difference when you're dealing with somebody that's battling with cancer or they're, you know that they're sick. But when it's immediate, it's a different sting. Mm -hmm. But we got to, I mean, you know, the church, we got to work on that real love thing. Because don't tell me you're going to call me, you're going to check on me, and my phone don't ring. Come on now. Come on. (laughs) I'll tell you, if you need anything, like you said, call me. (laughs) Or, or, you know, I I don't understand, you know, I get what you're saying because I got a pet peeve of that. And I told Jay about it. And I said, you know, I think about the things that I've been through. You know, I just lost my brother back in November. And um, to go through that transition to see everything that happened from from life to death was, you know, some people say there's such a, a peaceful thing. It's beautiful. I can't say that. I can't say it was beautiful watching my brother transitioning from life and transitioning on to, to glory. I can't say that, you know, because of what I saw. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, I. I it's, it's to a point, you know, people just be real. If you're going to do something, do it. But if you ain't going to do it, don't let it even come out of your mouth. Right. You know what I'm saying? Keep it to yourself. You hear what I'm saying? Because <laughs> my thing is you, your life and death is in the power of your tongue anyway. So watch what you're saying. Because, honey, I don't want you promising. I'm one of those people, and I tell Jay this all the time. Pastor Jay, I said, look, don't promise me nothing if you don't come through with it. Only get right. one chance. And if you don't come through, I'm good. I still love you. People going to be people. Don't be nothing because I'm not going to expect you to do it. That's just where I'm at. You know, folks are going to do what they want to do. That's just just, just what it is. But if you ain't going to do it, don't let it come out of your heart. But if it's not in you to do it, don't say it. That's all I'm saying. And then, you know, just to just piggyback just a little bit on that. Another thing that bothers me when it comes to death and the church experience. And I don't know, it's funny because I sing at a lot of funerals. As we get up there and we tell these Cinderella tales, I don't know if, if, if the leadership ain't reading the Bible or what, but I'm the wrong person for you to put on program and you're going to get up there and tell these stories that the deceased is up here dancing and that they with mama and, and Auntie Dora. The Bible says that when you leave here, you're resting from the cares of this world. So where's all these 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 biblical myths that I ain't never heard. I, 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 I it, it irritates me because if I sing on a program, I do set the house straight. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, that's the problem oh. in the church. Yeah. We get up here and we people are watching. They'll watch you before they'll read. Mm-hmm. That's, that's very true. apostolic. That's very old school apostolic to yeah. very old school apostolic and coaching of you, sir. They don't do that anymore. 
that's his roots, though. But they will get up here and tell you all of these stories, and people are starting to believe the stories. When you leave this earth, you're resting to the Trump sound. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So So somebody needs to go back and teach that, too. Yeah. That's that's what they forget. Yeah, yeah. The dead in Christ revives first, so yeah. But I know we want to be comforted, so I guess we tell these stories because, you know, we done read Cinderella and Green Eggs and Ham, and we just want to feel good. But if it ain't true, how is it going to make you feel good? Well, you know, just to add on to that is that a lot of times people are not real with the people that are going through hurt. You know, when I've facilitated a lot of funerals, that's the worst. I think that's the I I didn't want to be a preacher in the first place. But that was the one part that I was like, ooh wee, (laughs) because that one is dealing with so many spirits. And the the thing I I say as an approach is that it's going to hurt. You're going to go through something. There's going to be times that you're going to feel like you're by yourself. There's going to be times where you're going to feel like giving up. But you cannot because what God put in you is going to help somebody else is going through exactly what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And you never even know what you going through, showing that strength and showing that, you know what, I'm not going to let this defeat me could be able to bring somebody out and be able to help comfort because you find somebody else to say, you know what? I was going through what you was going through. And because you sung through it, because you stood through it, you helped me really make a chance out, you know, get a, get a chance out of what I'm doing, you know, things like that. But you, I think we got to be realistic and know that it's going to hurt. You, you're going to cry still. My grandmother passed in 2013. She got diagnosed with di- dementia at two, in 2001. I watched her deteriorate for almost 12 years and she got, uh, she passed away when I got ordained. So still to this day affects me. You know, I can't listen to many Rippleton's uh, going down memory lane song without crying. So it's, it's that's being real because it's going to hurt. It's going, and there's nothing wrong with dealing with pain, but you just can't live there. Yeah, true. That's it. You know, and and I mean, I just to go back uh, for you, for you, Corey, because it just seems like you are really committed to the gospel. Like it's not just um, to me, just listening to you. It, you're you're not just a singer of gospel. You are a minister of gospel. Like it is just in your blood and what you do. Um, why haven't you left church? Why haven't you turned your back? You know, the church has turned. You know, they promised you and didn't come through with the promises. I'm done you wrong during your darkest times, what keeps you in it? I think, you know, honestly, what keeps me in it is I've seen good examples and I've seen bad examples. And I try my best, even with my struggle, my press, my challenges to put, to be that, that difference. Cause the thing is, you know, we can sit here and we can complain all day, but if you don't have a motto or some example to watch, what good are you? That's true. Because at the end of the day, there is no perfect church. But are you striving for excellence? Yep. Come on now. Can you see your flaws when you do wrong? Mm. Because, you know, I I examine myself daily. Yeah. So, you know, I think I just strive to be the difference. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, it's funny because I've been singing a long time and I just in current months to look back and be like, oh, wow, you might really be turning into this thing that you really wanted to be. I never looked at it. It's just something that I've enjoyed doing. And I've had some nice highlights. 
So, you know, I'll look back at the highlights and be like, oh, okay, you did pretty good. But there was for many years, I couldn't listen to myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize yeah. who Kim Burrell was. Like, I mean, this was my friend. So I didn't even realize she was connected to Whitney Houston. I'm a crazy Whitney Houston fan. I didn't realize all of this stuff until later because it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about her be- being who she was. It was about how she made me feel, how she treated me. Mm-hmm. So I think we can kind of get caught up on other people's level before actually knowing them or, you know, the right. reach. Right. Can I, yeah, can I ask one more question? Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to, I just want to ask, and, and I'm, I'm going to ask this hopefully the, the best way I can. What is, you are friends with Kimberell. You've, you've worked with Kimberell outside of her singing. So when we're talking about tragedy and, and going through, um, how, would you say it has been for you because it seems like you are someone who's been supportive of 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 her through her ups and downs in the public eye so asking you why didn't you jump on the bandwagon and you know there's a lot of people who when people hit certain um low points in their life especially in the public eye and i can say i'm someone who's experienced it they will distance themselves from you you know they don't want to be associated with you when, when you're down. And I say this on a personal level because I've experienced it. So how would you explain your support to her and your support just to someone who's going through low points or, or hitting their rock bottom? Like, you know, what? why didn't it sway you or, or move you or what keeps you committed to being friends with people through their ups and their downs? I think this will help people, regardless of it's Kimberell or, or, you know, Shanika, Walker, you know, it's funny that you asked me that because a lot of people was just like, a lot of people don't care for Kimberell anymore right. because of some of the things that have transpired. And you know, sometimes I think we're so quick to jump off what we heard or what we saw without getting to the core of the situation. We listen to the fluff and the believers, the church mm-hmm. is so good. We'll get into that fluff, we'll eat the fluff, but we won't go to the source. To have a conversation. And I think I think what this season of pandemic and COVID is pushing us to do is have conversations because we can reason one with another. We can have a conversation and you can understand why I said this or why I did that. But don't just jump off the fluff. Come to me. And I think, you know, if you love me, period, before I do wrong, you'll still be there after I do it. Come on. Because you'll know my heart. Yeah. And I think wow. it, it, it's it's something where it goes about you treat people the way you want to be treated. Because you don't want people to treat you all messed up when you fall. So why would you trust treat people? Because you, you, you get what you put out. So a lot of times, you got to remember, it, um, when you was going through your moments and you was like, oh, that's their fault, blah, 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 blah. And then when you went through something, you couldn't find nobody. See, a lot of times we go through self-destruction mode, which a lot of people don't talk about, where we go through self-destruction mode because of a hurt place or someone hurt me or my feelings is hurt. And we go through self-destruction and we burn every bridge. And I saw true love. And I don't see I haven't seen it in a while when the church mothers would just come and say, baby, you tripping. <laughs> you need to sit down right here by me and we need to talk. 
and you felt it. I'm getting teary out because I'm see a lot of the mothers I grew up with are gone. But the mother's board is gone, child. Yeah, the mother's did. board is gone. Hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm coming in smelling like weed, coming in about to fight somebody in the church, and she didn't have to have strength, but said, "Boy, come here, come here." I, right I, I, I need you to stop letting the devil control you. Because he's putting you on self-destructing, pushing everybody that really love you away. And then you're going to be by yourself in that same mess and nothing's going to change. And then, you know, and I, I sit here and I think about it. Who's that person? And it goes back to that scripture I was just talking about that, you know, a gentle answer turns away wrath mm-hmm. in Proverbs. When I was speaking in the scripture earlier where a gentle answer, you know, you could get to the most heated person that's about to fight, that's about to throw the church up. I used to be that person that be in the church about to tear it up. Like, what? You know, I might have been in Antioch, California, but I'm from South Richmond. So I was ready to fight. I was ready to cuss people out. I was ready to do all kinds. I got it. You should see how many times me and my pastor had was in that. And we sound like we was about to throw bows. Hello, somebody. And it was and it was that one person that just came with a subtle voice, that subtle voice that came and was like, you know what? You ain't doing it right. I hear where you're coming from, but it's a way to doing things. And that's what we got to get back to. And going to what you were saying, DW, we got to treat people the way we want to be treated. If you want a friend, you got to show people how to be a friend. Come on, Jay. Somebody. And, and then the flip to that, Jay, is sin don't stop the gift. The, the gift don't stop because you got trouble. Listen. Oh, listen. Oh, okay, listen. Yes, That's go ahead. Because my thing is, my thing is, at the end of the day, if you put Kimberrell on here right now and have her start singing, I bet you're going to feel something. Where you are. I don't care if you do have an issue with her. Of facts. Course. Straight they, facts. They don't stop the anointing. Kimberrell for, for, for shouting out anointing right now. I just want to throw that out there. She did. Yes, she she did. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Shut up. Think about it. Think about it. I was I was walking the other day and it dropped in my spirit. Literally, the gifts come without repentance. Mm-hmm. And I've heard mm-hmm. that scripture over and over again. Like, you know, baby, the gifts come without repentance. Like you mm-hmm. can't just give it away. But also I thought about it. You know, when you get a gift and you say, thank you. Thank you so much. I think of the opposite. A lot of times we have a gift and it's like, oh my gosh, I don't deserve this gift. I'm sorry I got this gift. Look at my life, look at me, look at my attitude, whatever, whatever. And it's like, there's nothing that you can do. There's no repentance. Your gift is stuck with you. Hmm. Like a magnet. All day long. It, it is It is stuck with you. And and that's why like, if, like people listening, especially creatives and artists coming up in the industry is like, the gift that you have, there's nothing that you can do to shake it. Uh, you know, people think like, oh, you're going to ruin your gift. That's a possibility. But the, the underlying gift that you have, it's it's with you. You cuss out somebody, you know, you, you tell somebody off. You go sleep with the minister after service because it's been done before or whatever else. I don't know. It's none of my business. But the gift is still there afterwards. Paula White can still preach. She can still preach. You don't have to like her, but she can still preach. Okay, that, that's okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, 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 the vibe went. <laughs> but, but what I am saying is that if you are gifted, you are gifted. No one now, can take the gift from you. 
no one but how you use your gift you can it, mess it up to you you know what i'm saying and you know what i feel like a lot of times you just mess up the opportunity the gift never exactly. really goes nowhere i really just i feel like you close the door on yourself but you, you can open door. another door yes and but it, it it takes and I'm looking at people that is in my life personally and I'm thinking about it. It takes you truly going back to basis, where you tr- putting back the person who gave you the gift. Because sometimes we get this gift and we we act like we bought the gift and we get that entitlement of it. Like this gift is mine. And I heard it in a good in a room um, where they said, you know, it's so funny. We're talking about Christian artists, but the main thing we're supposed to be doing is talking about how we we spreading the gospel. People forget that part, that Christian artists ain't just regular artists. We are people that are supposed to be spreading the gospel. And there is a lot of people that have higher expectations for us. And we are on secular standards. And we got to get to a point. And we got to get to a point because, you know, there's some people out there. And I'll hold the names um, that will cuss you out and act a fool and then go sing a whole lot of songs to tell you about where you can find Jesus. And <laughs> people, <laughs> people have to get to a point where we know, we know that, you know, people are people, but we have a higher standard because we are in emba- Like I want that, that, that comment that just came in, come on. We are ambassadors of Christ. Yeah. That is what we are because we forget that. It's not about you. I don't care how good you can sing because there's there's a lot of talented singers that are not famous. There is a lot of trash singers that are famous. And it's not about that because- the trash singers, Pastor Jay? DW, be quiet. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it comes down to the point of relationship because- if people could feel you and know your true genuineness, that's a gift too, where you could well, be able to reach people and that's of influence. Well, ahead, you know, I, I'm just thinking about history. Let's 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 look at a little bit of history of gospel. Just say it like that. Um, if you really want to look back in time, you're talking about people's gifts and them being who they are. Look at Mahalia Jackson. Mahalia Jackson was loved all over the country. But she was one of those women that would cuss you from here and there and everywhere else. Ooh, speak the truth. Okay. But she still did what she did. Are you gospel history? (laughs) Gospel history. So (laughs) I'm just saying, we're talking about people with their gifts. I mean, look at how many folks she touched. White, black, all kind of culture. It didn't matter what it was. Even though she still didn't have the, the level of respect that she should have had, but the folks loved her. And so her gift made room for her on those platforms. And so now you got an Albertina Walker coming. You got you got Inez and you got all people out. Albertina, another one. She loved you, but she'll cuss you out too. See, I, that's my roots from Chicago, so I know. And so Ooh. I'm just saying. You sound like you got cussed out by them before. No oh, way. Oh, I've you know. Had- I had the opportunity of driving her around. Can I add in a side note? I mean, and and I mean, I, I kind of feel like Kimberella is a modern day Mahalia Jackson in, in, in terms of history, in terms of being a trendsetter. A lot of times we don't think about what somebody has gone through to even be in the position 
that they're in. So it's like when I think of Mahalia Jackson, how many people did she have to cuss out just to go through the color door and mm -hmm. to negotiate her deal, which mm -hmm. was probably a penny on the dollar of what her 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 counterparts were making at the time. You mm -hmm. know, I, I look yeah. at, you know, the Albertina Walkers and, and the gospel artists. It's like, you know, people go like, they were known for custom. They were known for all of that. And even regular people, it's like, they're hurt. They're church hurt. But it's like, we don't know what that person went through. No. How, how many times, you know, what, what they say in the color purple, all my life I had to fight. I love that line. Because <laughs> if you can't relate to that line, then I don't know if we can be friends. All my mm -hmm. life I had to fight. You know, I had to fight my daddy, my cousins, my brothers. You know, they had to fight their managers just to just to even have a little bit of respect. And we're talking about the gospel industry. That's real. Well, it's just not in the gospel. If you want to look at even in the jazz world and, and even in the old classic R&B, old singers is what I'm saying. They yeah. had to do a lot of fighting as well, you know, and I'm sure mm -hmm. they had to go through a lot of obstacles as well. So it's, it just depends on that individual, you know. And yes, that, that saying all my life, <laughs> we all got to fight for something. <laughs> you know what's funny is all of these people, all of these people, and all these other genres came from the church. Yeah, and, you know this is facts. I actually have some other type of music that I do too, but my because I've always been a lover of like Patti LaBelle, Aretha mm -hmm. Franklin. I've listened to all of those music, and my thing is, we the real believers and examples are needed all over. All genre. We're needed all over so we can set the example of how to carry business out, how to just the example, period, of mm -hmm. a believer. So, you know, I always it'd be like, mm. but we're going to see what happens because I have love. So I mean, you know, I sing love songs. No, you can go. No, no. Let me tell you. You are one of the artists. I have some friends that I know. They could sing gospel. They could sing R&B. They could sing rock. You know, I look at Leandria. Leandria could sing uh, a Song, and I would whatever still they put cry. in front of her, she's gonna whatever sing. you're one of those singers, mm -hmm. whatever they put in front of you, you are gonna sing it, you are going to interpret it, and That's the cool. Holy Ghost. Interpret listen, <laughs> the Holy Ghost is gonna reign, or some babies is gonna be made, but either way, God is going to be glorified. Ooh, <laughs> well, hopefully, glorified. I'm sorry, folks. With that part, <laughs> right? And so we're gonna go into and in, in turn in a little bit. Um, we're gonna reset the room. And uh, we're going to talk about <laughs> we're going to talk about your, your single, My Destiny. Uh, what inspired My Destiny, your single? Oh, Jesus. Let me tell you, this song had been sitting, just sitting. I wrote this song four months before my brother was murdered and I was sitting around and um, I'm in church. And I know that I know that my reach is outside of the walls of the church. And I think sometimes when you're in church and you're the worship leader, Sometimes we fight with our gift because what God wanted me to produce was not my Sunday morning experience. Mm -hmm. I got the, the Shabbat and I got I, I know how to make the church do what it's supposed to. But what he wanted me to produce through my music was not that. Mm -hmm. So um, I sat sat back and I was just like, you know, I want to write something that speaks my heart. And I honestly did not know what I wrote until it came out. So it sat around for about four years and I sat around and I listened to uh, Kiara. And Mary Mary to like six in the morning. I was like, like, God, I know where the trend is. I'm not dumb. I need something that's going to pop. I'm still young. So I stayed up to about six that night and I just kept listening, kept listening until God gave me something. Because it was just like, I'm still trying to reach my destiny. And it's, it's word based. It came from Habakkuk two and three. 
you know, you just got to wait on that appointed time. Mm -hmm. But I really did not realize what the lyrics stated until the song came out. And if you are to actually listen to the, the lyric, it says time is ticking, talking, passing me by, meaning the times we're in right now. Mm -hmm. So many people in and out of my life breaking through the binds of my mind. No, I wasn't made to quit. So there's really a more meaning than I knew at the time in the song. But it's just, you know, it's, it's actually been a blessing. And it actually was a step for me because my thing is you can be gifted and still have a shield of fear that separates you from stepping over. That's so for me, it's not about the sales. That's I mean, you know, everybody wants sales. You want the Grammys. But it was the step. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For me. I love it. So I want to ask you this. Um, I think I was in a room with you um, and it was it was very interesting um, where they were talking about people's music review. So how would you um, how do you receive feedback and how would any artist um, should receive feedback? Should it, they receive it in fullness or should they pick and, you know, eat the meat and chew out the bones? What do you think? You know, for me, for me, it, it, it is a process. And I've been in this process a while to where. I don't know, it, it's a hard process. You got to pray about it. My thing mm -hmm. is, I, I I have an ear for good music, but I always you got different listeners. Everybody is not going to like you. So you got to right. be able to take the hits just like you. You got to hit some of the balls out. So you got to take the good and bad because I was in a room and it was some high people up and. I, everything wasn't good, but it was still all good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just feel like it's one thing to give your opinion and, and critique music, and it's another thing to trash somebody and make them feel low. And that, that's the part where we talk about just humanity and Christianity. Like in, in some of the clubhouses, it's like people take this kind of high road, like because I'm up here. I can just trash you, laugh about you, laugh behind your back, laugh in front of you. Like that's demeaning. Now, if you critique the music and you say, in my opinion, you know, I don't think this for now delivery or whatever. That, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah delivery it's it's a delivery. Because my thing is, you can give me the worst news. It's all in how you deliver it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I've been and in some of those. I had to kind of like, like exit because I'm like, these aren't critiques. These are a bunch of people's ego speaking, but. That's and then but you know, as an upcoming artist, you got to know where you stand and you got to sure. know you do have to know new uh, no music. You got to yeah. know the sound and clarity, because honestly, what I did was I put my song in between the top songs before mm -hmm. I even put it out. It was just like, let me put it in here and see if it'll float. And it kind of floated. So it was it was because <laughs> I want you all to know this. So I, re I was in the same room as your Corey. And I want, I, I learned something, yeah, you know, I, you always can learn something from people. I went to go vent to DW and DW told me about his experience. Did y'all know something? I'm going to give y'all a history fact on DW that you might not know about. Can I, can I, can I tell the people? Yeah, I'm, I'm a little nervous. DW was at, DW auditioned to be on Making the Band with P. Diddy. I did. Oh, <laughs> And he told me about his because he was he was giving me knowledge about how I felt after I did the little music review on Clubhouse, and I was feeling some type of way. I ain't gonna lie, to nobody. I, I'm transparent. I felt some type of way. I was like, man, they came in my song. They, I understand. 
And then DW was telling me about his experience and telling me about how, you know, it's it's some people out there that's not going to just feel you. But then there's going to be some people that's going to write write you a check because a lot of people don't know that DW was popping in what is it the reggae scene in uh Germany and and uh and I, I wrote uh, a, I, I think I, yeah I wrote a dance track um that was in house music and dance music that's how I I became registered with BMI so and I share that I don't talk about it a lot but you know there's more than one way to get into the industry and there's room for everybody at the table so what I found, you know, that's what I was sharing with you. It's like, man, you know, that, that's only one entry. That's what they think. But music is so worldwide and it's just so all over. Like if you really look at the, the genres of music, if you look at the Grammys, they got polka music, they got reggae music, they got calypso music, they got, you know, classical music, R&B, gospel, pop, pop rock, K-pop, you know, and the list goes on and on and on and on. Somewhere in all of those genres, there there is room for you. And I was sharing my I shared my audition. It was a, probably one of my worst auditions. I have no clue what I was thinking, but the punchline of it, I said my name was Daryl Canada, and Lorianne <laughs> Lorianne Gibson. I didn't realize that she was from Canada, well, so I think I'm I think I'm using Canada as my. You know, I'm different. So yeah, my, my thing. And I'm like, I'm, I'm Daryl Canada. And she's like, Canada, this is my second callback. This, this is the second callback, okay? So she's like, Canada, Canada didn't even register. Wow. I walk out and I'm just like, you know, it was just terrible. But when I finished that, that audition, I was like, you know what? I, that didn't go well. I'm gonna go back to the drawing board and I'm gonna expand, you know, my 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 search for finding a job in music. And I landed a gig with the producer and ended up writing, learning how to write dance, dance music that, you know, some of my fellow black people go like dance music. I was like, yeah, dance music. Mm -hmm. Did they like it? No, because it wasn't gospel, it wasn't <laughs> RB. But I tell you what, my bank account liked it. <laughs> speak that i had like the same that. experience i had the same experience with sunday best i've tried out i got the certificates the wristbands is all over this room many people don't know that the reason ashlyn went on sunday best was because of myself i was in the top 50 this season i've gotten through every time i've tried out five times however in getting in front of kirk franklin this season he was uh, he was like sing again sing again sing again and then he was just like man your voice is bigger than this platform mm -hmm. and I, I i didn't know how to take it in that moment because when yeah. you go on these shows it was like this is a gospel show i do this every sunday so why not mm -hmm. um he was just like do you sing anything else and i was just like yeah i sing what pays <laughs> lord forgive me <laughs> i made like weddings and you know mm -hmm. but it actually opened me to where it was just like it's okay if i do a love song it's okay so if God okay. wants to use me to be a Luther Vandross. I don't have a problem with it. Now, the church may, but what if that's what God has me to do? Right. right. To reach that may be my reach. Get reached. I'm literally right. getting chills right now. That's that that's really good stuff. Like, yeah, that was good. I mean, me and Ashley, you know how you got your close friends, they know your gift. We was just like, we in here, we in here. Uh, you know, I'm waiting for her to get her call back because I had already got mine, but I knew she was gonna get on. But it was it wasn't for me. But I learned something in that moment that, hey, maybe I need to open my gift and go this way. It's OK. Sometimes mm -hmm. you need that validation of someone that that you model to say it's OK to fly to the left. Mm -hmm. 
Well, let me let me share this with you. And this is something y'all may never never heard of. So when I lived in LA, um, and I did a lot of stuff in LA, sing with some of everybody, and it, it just wasn't always gospel. I even did a commercial that was all out in the other countries singing something about some bubblegum stuff, you know. <laughs> you know, I've had the experience and I thank God that I have, you know. Um, but what what I will say, there was one particular gospel artist. And I'll say that name in a few minutes, but I'll never forget we was going there to. I think I know you about to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I get excited when you name names. We, we, we was, radio. Oh, oh. So we were going there to help him with his maybe third or fourth album release, <clears throat> and he had already heard about me through my good friend Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Greer, and so uh, Jonathan took me up to him and introduced me and said, hey, this is Marvinetta. And I was so excited, you know, and I was like, hey, it's so nice to meet you. And before I, he could even touch my hand, the first thing he said to me, he said, oh, yeah, you that screaming girl. That's what yeah. he said. He said, you that screaming girl. And I didn't know how to take that at the time. You know, <laughs> honestly, this is the truth. I did not know how to take it because I'm like, am I a screamer? You know, this is what I'm saying to myself. You know, I know I squall in songs and stuff, but okay, is that what you call a screamer? And so I'm like thinking like, okay, how do I how do I deal with this? What do I do with this? But overall, still, I was helping him on his project, helped him in the studio to do the overdubs and still came out with We Lift Our Hands in the Sanctuary, you know, that song. And so... <laughs> <laughs> you didn't put the words together. Just throw that out there. She kind of gave you a clue. Who sings that song? Ah, you know. I thought it was an Asian choir. Wasn't it an Asian choir in, in China? No. Or something. Yeah. So I'm just saying, you know, you have some, some things comes at you and it can knock you off for a minute. And then you have to regroup yourself and realize what God has really, truly given you. And regardless of what anybody say to you, whether it's good or bad, you got to know who you are and what you have in you, period, point blank. I'm still screaming, even yeah. at 55. Hallelujah. And so, <laughs> you know, some people at my age still ain't doing it. You know what I'm saying? They done lost some something around the way. So I'm grateful to God that I can still scream, Is that if that's what they want to call it. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thankful that I know who I am and I know what God has placed in me and I know I'm a knowing vessel. So that's why I want to say to people is you got to know who you are. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter right. what folks say. Yes, take take the good, take the bad, take the ugly, take the indifferent, take it all, do what you got to do with it, and then you make sure you do something that's going to keep your foundation moving. Yeah, come yeah. on. Yeah, I, I just, you know, just to add on to that, I you know, and I think especially for you, Ja'Cory, like, I love your song. I, I definitely love your song, but like what you said, um, to know that you are so much more than one genre. And sometimes people don't know how to take that or or what what to call that. That so like for me coming around and into doing this radio and just music in general, I don't get, you know, it's like when Pastor I tell Pastor Jay my stories. When, when he talks to me, because he's like, if he's feeling some kind of way, I'm like, man, you think that's bad? Let me tell you about this one time, you know, I was in the studio and I forgot the words. Like, you think that, you know, like, but, but it's like, really, at the end of the day, we are all human. And yeah. and and sometimes so we feel like we, with this anointed radio, we have to do gospel. 
We, you know, I do gospel. I sing, like you said, you sing every Sunday. That could be where God has you every Sunday to lead praise and worship. But your voice, you know, is meant to be heard like around the world, not just to the gospel audience. But if you're singing that Luther Vandross song, if you're singing that Josh Groban song, if you're singing that that aria, you know, look at Aretha Franklin. I mean, I even look at Kimberly. I don't know why I keep coming back to her. Hey, Kimberly, I feel like she's going to be about to in my spirit. <laughs> but but I, I I love her because she's not just gospel. And mm -hmm. and as a lover of, of of just music in general, I'm like, oh no, have you heard her stuff? Uh, uh, with um, the, the jazz guy, I can't, Michael Buble, you know, have you heard her stuff when she's singing at the orchestra in DC? Like, oh no, 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 no. Like you think she just does runs. She is not just a, a run and scat kind of woman. She has her her music, you know, goes beyond 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 what we're used to in gospel. Um, but I, I think we have to be open to that. And yeah. Definitely. I, I, I got a question. Finally, oh, he got a question now. Oh, finally, what you say? Hey! Gosh, ah, my God, shut up down in his boat. Absolutely, thank you. So, my question to you is one: like I said, I know you, so I kind of know where you come from and stuff. Because again, I kind of grew up watching you. <laughs> so, thinking back to you know our times, how do you feel that prepared you for now? And you know exactly what I'm talking about. Ooh, oh, you, what are you talking about, Chris? I don't know what you're talking about. The people don't. Well, the experience. He's talking about the beginning. The found. Well, that was that wasn't the foundation. That was a few flights up. But um, you know, it actually helped cultivate and develop me into the character of whom I whom I already am. Um, and it actually gave me a backbone. Yeah. Mm. And I would also say that it challenged me because you know back then I I knew hymns but I didn't know all them hymns they had me singing on Sunday morning. Listen, they would you know literally I mean? put us up and be like on a hill far away. Yeah, and I'm just like on right. a hill far away. <laughs> so I mean I think it pushed me to where I I can produce authentic yeah. worship now. I can I produce the authentic me, yeah. and it's not fake. Yeah, I know how to deal with the good, the bad, and the ugly, and put it together, and still. It, it'll be spectacular. So I think anyway. it, it just helped to produce something in me that, you know, was not in my own strength at the time. Yeah. And I even agree that it taught us even how to always move in excellence. Did you guys grow up always. at the same church? Were you all at the yeah. same church? Yeah. So I was saying we, okay. um, he was the worship leader where I was a member at. Uh, I joined when I was like 17 years old. Okay, and we're not saying did. the name, obviously. That was the greater St. Paul Missionary Baptist Church. Is the Baptist church they used to walk to from the Apostolic Church? No, actually, okay. this was this was years later. Ah, yeah. got you, got you, got you. Okay, and that yeah. built the Because you can't walk to that church from where he's from. Oh, mm-mm. No, 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 no. You don't want to walk to that church. <laughs> <laughs> I Listen, I used to do it for Mark. <laughs> But so it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing because Chris was there. You know, it was because for me, I've never honestly, and I, I can say this because I know this to be true. I was never meant to be a background singer. Yeah. And, you know, I, I always tried. Don't get me wrong. I can do it. Mm -hmm. But he's given me an ear to hear something totally different. I'm supposed to sing what they're not singing. Mm -hmm. And sure, it took we'll be in the choir stand. Jacoy is doing runs. We singing 
straight notes, and he's doing runs in the choir stand. We look like just seeing the note, and he's just running. Or <laughs> seeing the lead, I would put a lead to anything, but that yeah. was the gift that God gave me. Now, you know, on the praise teams that I'm on now, they're like, "Well, what are we singing?" And I'm just like, "Just read your word." I need to filter what's in the room. It's not mm -hmm. always the lyric sheet or somebody else's song that need to be sung on Sunday morning. But what right. is your house saying? That's right. Can we just get the minstrels together and create the song of the Lord? Yeah. Amen. All of that has helped me to cultivate that. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's Definitely. good. I like that because you're not being you're not being mechanical. Right. Uh-huh. Just being free. So, like so that that that, that era definitely taught us that. Well, you know what? It, it, that one, but it taught us that, boy. That yeah. that needs to be out even more so, Jakar. I'm just saying it because we, you know, even though church, a lot of churches are not in session as they call it, mm -hmm. <laughs> but there are some churches that still having praise and worship and you know still doing those things. And sometimes when you look at certain services, you see mechanicalness. You don't mm -hmm. see the move of God. You know, and so what you just said is so key to a lot of this because i mean even when the churches do open back up what are you going to do now what, what that you know what 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 are you going to bring to the table what you know what i'm saying right. it's gonna, is it going to be the same old same old just because things are back to as they want to call it the normalcy i just don't believe we're going to be in a normalcy i think we're going to be in a whole different change a whole new era but those that want to go back to normalcy you go right on ahead you know i want to go to something new Doing great. <laughs> I, I, I told some of the people just um they might want to start looking for a new church home because the church is not coming back after the pandemic. I've I said it before it. on other platforms, and that's not to be mean or put anybody down, but some of your churches are not coming back. They can't afford to. Mm. That's true. That's, that's very true. That's it's really the church without walls now. <laughs> that's true. It has to be. And if you see God is really moving that because I think that was where we lost focus because a lot of churches and they're not just churches. I'll give you some things. I was in a room where I found out that there's thousands of gospel radio stations. That's that's antenna that's going dark. And yeah, I heard that. And, and in two years, there will be no antenna radio in cars. Mm -hmm. It will be car. It'll be Apple CarPlay and an Android CarPlay. And if you ain't got an app, if you ain't got no streaming service, you gonna. That radio station is going to be the day of the pass yeah. because in two years, they're not making cars with antennas anymore. They either be on Sirius or you're going to have your own app, like the Anointed Radio app, where you could download for 24 hour gospel. Go ahead and download it. <laughs> you got to download it right now. <laughs> download it right now. I had a friend said that they were going to press some CDs. I, I said, who are you going to sell them to? No believe, it or not. no, believe it or not. Because I was saying the same identical thing, but believe it or not, people There's still want to see They I mean, still it is, you know, they just don't want to come out of that age yet. You know, I'm gonna so shut up. I thought people no using more. CDs was born before 90. There are some All radio right. stations that will, will that to, for you to submit it, they will not take email. They will have you make a CD right. with the uh, information and mail it to their station and these are bds stations and usually yeah. it's in the south um, and that's where i've saw the the trending so any upcoming artists yes you still do gotta make cds i don't know where you're gonna make it because a lot of things don't have a cd player <laughs> or a place for you to burn it so you're gonna have to find some go go to goodwill and go get you a computer just for your cd so you press? 
Baby. Baby. Oh, yeah. baby. There you go. Oh, CD baby. baby does it, and there's yes. probably other sources that does it too. Yeah. And you need at least a few CDs so you can mail it to the south because a lot of the southern stations only take CD. And I yep. saw it in Mississippi, Alabama, Texas, and I would say um, uh, there's probably a few more, but there's a lot still, and they're BDS. So you need to be on that station because it's charting for you to be on the charts. Mm-hmm. And if it's if you got to pay a little extra to go mail a CD, I know it sounds crazy in 2021, mail a CD to somebody. But if that's going to get you to get some rotation to get you on the chart, that's why people are on the chart all the time because they're doing the extra precautions and all yeah. the extra steps to make sure of it. If you start doing it, you could get your at least your your name in the ring Come for on. a minute. So that was free game for you, for whoever needs it. Just type in BDS uh, recording, uh, BDS charting stations, and they'll give you the website and the address and everything for those people so that you could be able to submit your music. And it, it Google tell you everything. You don't need to pay thousands of dollars for these radio promoters that went and Googled all those things <laughs> and doing all the things you don't want to do because it takes time and effort and and that's really it. So I'm going to just be quiet because I still like radio promoters. And if you would like to promote with us, but independent artists, if you ain't got the money, you still can make a way. Jesus made a way. Hey, those opinions I made earlier. The opinions I made earlier of, of DW only and not of Anointed Radio Network. I just want oh, to just amen. Good disclaimer. Amen. Good, dis- good disclaimer. All that good stuff. So uh, we're going to go into last question. Last question is, what is next? Please. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't take you. I can't take you. Um, honestly, I feel like uh, with my gift, you know, the, the rapper is being pulled off because my thing is, I'm such a creative and I do so many different things. I really, I'm a live singer. Studio is cool, but I really pour out live. Yeah. That's where you get to see the real craft of what God has given me. So I want to, not necessarily, we're not in a season of doing full full projects. A lot of people are, but for me, a little EP, I just want to do a live experience, maybe cover like three or four songs and I'll you know, take it. I'll take I want to do that, but I'm, my thing is also I, I just want to cover music as a whole. Wherever God will let me lend my voice, I'm open to it. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I did a play, an actual play where I had a real role. So I'm like, I'm waiting for Tyler Perry to call me. You know, I'm ready to do something. <laughs> it's just, I don't want to die with any of the gifts God gave me. So yes. my thing is, it's just like, God, use me until you use me up. Then it's time to rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm not good. trying to rest right now. I need to do right. what he got me to do right now. Time so you can leave, not full, because there's a lot yeah. of people in the grave that was full and did not get to use all their gifts. So yeah, exactly. right. me and, and Chris you. need to do a little something too, because you know he didn't. He didn't got some. Yeah, I'll call. All him right. Chris, Chris can go. Chris keep acting shy like he don't know how to sing. I'll be watching no. his videos. He like, don't Yo. know. <laughs> Listen, I learned that. Be over there leading worship over there. Nowhere right now. I'm on break, but um, yeah, I learned, from, I learned a lot of that stuff from him and uh, Bo Jackson. I learned got my holler from Bo Jackson. I learned how to be smooth from him. Well, let me also just feed into you and tell you from me, from a nobody aspiring to be somebody that you're doing a great job. I don't necessarily get on there. I know you'll see me do a little something every now and then, but I watch all your videos. I watch your music, and 
it you know it actually inspired me because you put something out before I did. So I was just like, oh no, this it, it pushed me. Amen. So you know what you're doing. Was it wow. was it I'm chasing? Oh, is that one? <laughs> I'm looking. Now I was I was mad you didn't call me to style you, but it's cool. <laughs> I'll wait for oh, next listen, listen, I got other stuff coming up. You gonna get a call because I need okay. But the new oh, pictures is hot. It's on uh -huh. it's on here. You made it official. You are going right. to stop. Just let me know. Oh, I re you already know what's up. I'm about to call you. <laughs> Amen. So with that being said, I, I, I'm glad everybody stayed on. Guys, uh, make sure you share, like, subscribe. If you're listening to us on the podcast platform, make sure you subscribe. Give us a good rating. Give us some feedback. And uh, we just thank you. So one thing I want to say to Jacory is just thank you for coming on here. Um, this will not be the last time. Yeah, so um, we will come back on here. Now you got some Las Vegas family, and we, you already know some of us already. So now, you, as a collective, you know that you got a support group here in Las Vegas and Chi Town, where Chris Johnston, where he be chasing. I actually, actually saw a, a license plate, and I wanted to record, and I was gonna send it to Chris, where it, was, it said uh, God. And then I was driving behind the person with the driver's license plate that said God, and I was singing, I'm chasing, I'm looking. And then probably the dude probably was scared because I was really like riding his bumper trying to get the, the God on, on the bumper so I could send it to Chris and say, I'm literally doing what you told me to go do. I'm wow. chasing, I'm looking. <laughs> I ain't got to say, I haven't got to mention this for a long time. I had to do that today. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, but thank you on beha behalf of Anointed Radio for coming on, Jakar. And we appreciate you. Um, any project you have, let us know. We put it out there and promote it. And is there any last words you'd like to say to the people? I would just like to say to you, thank you, because honestly, if I could be truthful, I forgot. Hi, I haven't been looking at my calendar. So when the, when the picture came up on Instagram, I was just like, Jesus, I thank you. Because even even the greatest greatest of us, the joyous of us have low moments. Just don't turn your long, your low moments into hours, into weeks, into months. So it was just like it was a pick me up when I saw it. I was just like, OK. It's time to get back on my A game and do what I'm supposed to do. So I appreciate the connection the conversation. And this is my brother over here. This is, we family. Amen. So whatever I can do to help anoint radio, you let me know. I got your back. Amen. Amen. Appreciate that. Make sure you follow him on Clubhouse and social media and all those good things. They actually have, he's part of Freedom Radio out in the Bay Area where he has his own show. So definitely go check him out. And on Clubhouse, they have a, I'm like the honorary guest every time that they have a room where for Freedom Radio, where they talk about some real great things. And one of the things that we talked about, we talked about in that room, and that was post-church life after yes. COVID. Um, which is a lot of great topics that they're talking about. And it's not talking about to complain, but it's talking about to see if we can make a solution so that we're prepared and not and being proactive instead of reactive. Right. So that is a great thing. So make sure you go follow them. If you do have Clubhouse, we will have a little after after show because we there was so much more that we did not talk about on here where um, we get a little more um, in depth about the interview and follow us all on Clubhouse. DW, Chris Johnson, Dr. Clay, Jacory, and me, Pastor Jay at Jay Calhoun on Clubhouse. And 
follow us. We're going to have some great things. And make sure if you need a Vivo account, bam, amen, I remember. If you need a Vivo account, upcoming artists, let me know because I am helping people set up Vivo accounts. And you could become a client and get a Vivo account for yourself today. Make sure you email me at lvanointedradio at gmail.com. Awesome. Vivo. It's better than YouTube. So if (laughs) if you need a Vivo account, let me know. I have the plug. Yes. And another thing I want everybody to know is know that um, Anointed Radio is 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 going into a new season. We're gonna have a lot of great new things happening. If you want to do a commercial, definitely let us know. We'll be doing digital commercials and promotions. Um, we're on everything on podcasts. Right now we're doing a special where if you want your uh commercial to play before we do our podcast, it's open. Yes. So definitely reach out to us for marketing and all marketing things of Anointed Radio. Um, we have a lot of great things coming up. We have Stellar coming up. We have NAACP Image Awards. We have a whole lot of things that's coming up. I don't know how they're going to do them, but, you know, it's coming. And Anointed Radio is going to be there some way, somehow, in representation. So that is it. Make sure you follow us. This Sunday, uh, DW is leading Bible study on Clubhouse. Amen. Cool. <laughs> cool. All right. Come on, um, Reverend. On Clubhouse, Reverend, talking about don't forgiveness. Get about it, okay? Just, just. He's pulling you. He's pulling ah, you. Ah, ah, that's confirmation. That's the third person saying, ah, "Amen." So, DW will be doing Bible study on Clubhouse this Sunday, um, and it will be the Anointed Radio Bible Study Hour, where we're talking about forgiveness. All right, Ooh, my Lord going to be deep. We're going to start doing that on Sundays so that we could be able to have our own club on Clubhouse called Anointed Radio because the only way we could actually get a club is if we actually do rooms. So praise the Lord, everybody. We're going to go out and spread the gospel. So with that being said, make sure you follow us everywhere. Subscribe, like, share, and um, we're on every podcast. We can even hear this episode this Sunday um, on all of our podcast platforms. Set title because y'all know it. Jay-Z. We already know it. So with that piece, I don't know if she controls title, but hopefully when title gets so we could get on title. Amen. So with that being said, make sure you stay tuned. But we're going to actually have Ja'Cory introduce his song, My Destiny. Oh, holla. This song is just here to help encourage you that, yeah, we're in a pandemic right now. But guess what? It's still a work for you to do. Come on and reach your destiny. Hi, everybody. Because 
I am my destiny Talking, passing me by So many people In and out of my life Breaking through the binds of my mind No, I wasn't made to quit The sun is gonna shine My faith is gonna rise Some things I just have to learn But Jesus strengthens me I can do all things And my life is a new meaning I am my destiny calling. Victory. I believe just what he said. I believe just what he said. Yeah. I am my destiny What he said to me. Yeah, I believe. I gotta reach my destiny. Said I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta reach my destiny. I believe. I believe. Yeah. I believe. I gotta reach, 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 reach. I gotta reach.
Yes, and they call it. Yes, it is. And I see. 